Hello and welcome to the Bench the Game podcast. Uh, today we have two friends uh, that are joining us. Um, and while their basketball knowledge is pretty limited, they're here to talk about um, the Lakers and the Suns. So you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, what's up, fellas? My name is Danny. I am the Phoenix Suns fan here. And in terms of basketball knowledge, it's greater than Yechan's sanity. So we're all good here. What's up, guys? My name is Abe. Um, diehard Lakers fan since birth. I'm not a bandwagoner, and I'm here to crap on Yachan's Knicks as well. Yeah, Abe's been a Lakers fan since uh, 2015. Since when, in uh, the womb of my mom. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't we just get straight to it? Um, Lakers, uh, you guys signed... Uh, I mean, you guys traded for Dennis Schroeder, for Danny Green. Um, you guys traded away JaVale McGee for McKinney and Jordan Bell. Resigned KCP to three-year, forty million dollar deal. Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley. You guys somehow signed Harrell to two, uh, two years, nineteen. Uh, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Sol, and you guys lost Dwight Howard, Rondo, and Avery. So I mean, you know, just overall thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind is Har- the Harrell signing. Um, just stealing them away from Clippers. Uh, you you said we somehow signed him. It's very obvious as to why we signed him. Uh, he's part of Clutch Sports. Uh, Rich Paul's clients are AD and LeBron. The logical explanation was he was vetted by them through the same agent. So uh, it's a huge signing. Uh, in my opinion, it's a discount because he's a baller. Oh yeah. Uh, sometimes a def- sometimes what? a defensive Wait, liability, I mean, but your opinion is just he he should be getting at least like. 18 mil. Who are we talking about? Yeah, so he, he got two years, 19 mil. Harrell. Right? Montrez oh, yeah. Harrell. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I say there's some liability there is because on the, on the defensive end, at least from what I've seen with the eye test, uh, he's not the greatest defender. So he is a liability on that end. But if he's coming off the bench to provide some scoring, I think it was a huge clutch pickup. So really excited about that. Oh, I see what you did there with clutch um, pickup. <laughs> with a K. Um, another big pickup was uh, Wesley Matthews. I think he'll fill a void for the loss of Danny Green. Um, I mean, obviously, he's not Danny Green. He's a lot older. I think he's approaching 35 now. Uh, he was crazy good on um, Portland, like in his prime days. But now that he's older, um, I don't know if his defensive energy is still there. I'm hoping that he can at least provide you know, a good 25 minutes on the defensive end and shoot some threes. Um, yeah, I, and I think then, he had a good, good um, postseason, but yeah, continue. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think for him, it's his legs. Uh, he's a little older, so if he can provide what he did for the Bucks uh, in the postseason for the Lakers, he'll be a huge pickup as well. The next one is Mark Gasol, um, two-year, five point three million, huge steal. Um, I think he was drafted by the Lakers. He's back to his hometown, uh, and he is replacing essentially. Uh, the spot for Dwight Howard, right? Or actually, he might be starting the five, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, I don't think he's quite the defender that Dwight Howard is, but he's a very good passer for a big, uh, and I'm excited to see how he's going to fit into uh, this roster. But overall, I think the overall change of the roster, I wouldn't say it got better. I think in terms of scoring off the bench, it uh, definitely did, but in terms of defense... Um, in my opinion, just from looking at just the names, uh, of course, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of scheme with Vogel, you know, um, putting his, gu- his guys together. But 
I think in terms of defense, uh, the Lakers did get a little weaker, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Especially perimeter defending. Rondo, Avery Bradley, um, and Danny Green, they were pretty much your defenders in the perimeter, besides KCP. And now you guys pay KCP. He's going to be so bad. I, I, I just see it. He, <laughs> he's going to be so bad. He's been bad. He had you know one, what? like, two as long as Casey, playoff as long, series. I, he's, yeah, he's definitely getting overpaid. Um, but as long as he provides, you know, the same value he did in the playoffs, plays good defense, scores some threes. I think he shot at, like, pretty good pace, uh, like 37 38%. Pretty decent. Um, I mean, he's not scoring a ton, but... If he does what he has to do and plays his role, I think it's an okay it's an okay signing. I would try okay to extension. flip him for something else. Okay, I don't know why Abe is being so cordial about <laughs> okay. this. Like saying it's yeah, here's one more here's better. one more thing. You guys are gonna win the championship. Just say it, man. I know you're begging to say it. Just say it. <laughs> I can't. Oh my man. goodness. I got I gotta stay humble. I gotta stay humble for the for the two feet. Oh my god. You know, things can happen, man. Injuries happen, like things happen and I just don't wanna jinx it at all. Okay, can I, can I tell you what this looks like from a Suns fan in the Western Conference looking at the Lakers, the rich get richer, mm-hmm. clutch sports gets more clutch? Mm-hmm. You know what happened? <laughs> LeBron became the GM again. The GM. And he decided, you know what? The Defensive Player of the Year in Dwight wasn't cutting it, so we're going to get another Defensive Player of the Year in Marcus All. <laughs> Avery Bradley didn't play in the bubble, oh, so he man. pretty much says we don't need him anymore. So, hey, let him bounce. We don't want to pay him the money. Right? So we're, who else are we going to bring? We're going to bring in Wesley Matthew. That's fine. We have another defender who can shoot the three. Montreal, man, this guy's a baller. Like, you're saying that he's a defensive. <laughs> who cares, man? Like, holy moly. Oh, like, man. he's the reigning sixth man of the year. Like, dude. So let's just call it what it is, man. Two Pete's happening. It's. Over and done. Just be happy, Abe. Just take it and just stop trying to be all humble about it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like legit humble brag. Like, oh, we just got Montrezl on like honestly, coming man. off the bench, averaging Yo, twenty points. When I per say game. these things, you know what happens? Someone gets injured, all right? So I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, man. I'm gonna stay humble. You know, like staying humble is the way to go here. No, it's I hope not you guys you know me, <laughs> I hope you guys play Jared Dudley twenty minutes per game. <laughs> oh man. Bro, I went through a ten year drought with the Lakers, man. You know how painful that is? How can okay, you don't, see don't that? Talk about pain, next man. to the to Suns, Suns fans fan. and a Knicks fan right now. See, this is this is what the rich people do, man. They like uh, Wow, first 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 world problem. First sports problems. What do you I'm mean? I'm not going to say up? anything that you guys got Den- what's his what's his face? Dennis Schroeder? Like Dennis we're not going to talk about yeah. that either. Yeah, we should so probably talk starting? about that. So, um I, I mean, be? on your list here, it says that he's starting, but in my opinion, I don't think he's going to be starting. He's probably going to be come, coming off the bench. Well, so who's starting um, then? Yeah, who's your, who's your point guard? LeBron James. What do you mean? LeBron, did, did you not see what he did last year as point? <laughs> <laughs> he averaged no, he, 10 assists per game, man. Actually, I guess he I led guess the league in assists. Play the two. He can play the two? Nah, I think he's coming off the bench to score. That's right? my opinion. LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm not a freaking GM, but... I mean, either way, Le- LeBron's a point forward, so you need two guards anyways as defenders. So who's going to be the two? Right. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, so, I mean, LeBron, what do you mean? Yeah, I think he'll start. LeBron's LeBron playing plays point. the one. LeBron playing Dennis point, plays and the then two, KCP. The three. And then you got either Markeith Morris or M- Montreal at the four. 
Or you guys even got Kyle Kuzma. Dude, oh, yeah. You're talking Kuzma. about you're missing AD, bro. You're missing AD. AD oh, yeah, is playing yeah, the yeah. four. It's probably going to be Marcus All at five. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Dennis. Yeah, See, you, you got forget too many players, man. I'm telling you, it's a freaking spoil of riches. He's got like, actually, he's got like five starters at, for like. As of positions. right now, as of right now, December December second, 2020, AD has not signed with the Lakers yet. So I'm not gonna oh say anything yet. Oh my god! Right? Until he signs, I'm not I assuming anything, bro. But LeBron really did sign a two-year guy. extension today, at 85 oh, million dollars for two years. <laughs> yeah, that was today. Wow. Wait, who? Um, LeBron. He sort he signed a two-year extension today. For, uh, 85 mil. Wow, interesting. Damn, that's a lot of money. So yeah, I mean, he's gonna get paid. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, man. The Lakers are gonna be good next year. I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. 60 to 65 win team. They're gonna be good, man, barring injury. But that injury is gonna scare me, especially with uh, AD and his injury history. You know, anything can happen. So I'm not gonna you're, take anything for you're granted. You're gonna win back to back. That's all I'm trying to say. You heard it here first on Bench Again <laughs> podcast. Yes. Danny Kim is calling it. Oh, Lakers are the champions. 2021 that'd be awesome dude, you dude. gotta have some hope man what about the Suns <laughs> dude we have to talk about the Suns in the bubble man they were nasty oh they're so overrated the Suns it's, in the bubble oh man <gasps> Devin Booker is the most overrated player that I've seen I'm putting that out there are you kidding me I don't know. I don't know about overrated, man. That guy's over. Nasty. You mean under? You, I think you're, you're mixing up the word over <laughs> and under. Like he's the no, most no, underrated no, I, player. I, I clearly know the difference. No, he, what? How is he Dude, underrated? He's the he, only active player right now in the NBA who scored seventy points in a game. Only oh one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they let him the shoot like, like thirty times. I mean, yeah, Chuck, times. I can let you score shoot seventy times. You're not gonna have seventy points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you mean? That's, that's and this true. dude did when he was what? He was like 19? He was like he was a kid. He barely got through puberty. Yeah, he's a shooter. That's it. Man, he could, he's not just... <gasps> you don't, actually, <laughs> I don't blame you. You don't watch the Suns games. He doesn't that, just shoot. That's true. I don't watch too many Suns games. But. He's a shooter. He's a facilitator. He runs the pick and roll. He plays above average defense. He finishes at the rim. Above average? He, he plays average defense. He's a pretty subpar defender. Okay. But on the offensive Overrated, end, he's, underrated, he's same, same. Potato, potato. In my opinion, he's an above-average <laughs> defender for, that, for the position that he plays. Maybe like for the same team? defensive level as like Barbosa. <laughs> Yo, Barbosa was great. <laughs> Yo, Leandro Barbosa, man. Yeah. Yo, man, that guy got yeah, arms good. so long he could scratch his he knees just standing straight up. Like he was great. Okay, what do we? Okay, let's not talk about the Lakers um, anymore because obviously they're gonna win. All right. Going to the Suns. Um, <laughs> Okay, oh, let's, just talk, for this. let's talk about the trade. Okay, you guys got a 40-year-old Chris Paul for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and some scrubs, and a uh, first-round pick. So is this just a desperation move by the Suns trying to keep um, Devin Booker? All right, I'm going to tell it to you as it is, okay, from someone who's been heartbroken from the Suns' front office for the past 10, 15 years. We made a decision based off of eight games. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be completely honest here, okay? We made, it, we made a decision based off the bubble and the performance that we had, and they realized, hey, we might actually have a shot at having another person that can kind of handle the ball, which was in Chris Paul, and just spread the floor with a bunch of shooters and have one pick a role player. That's essentially what it is, right? Because if you look at every other signing that we had, everyone shoots like 
39, 40 from the clip if they have an open look. And they looked at the bubble, and they're like, hey, once they can hit down those knockdown threes, then we're good. And apparently, if you really, if the real reason is Devin Booker asked. And when Devin Booker asks, the Suns say yes. So that's essentially the reason why we made that trade because we needed to keep Booker by all means possible. So we got our Chris Paul, veteran in the locker room, and that's essentially what happened, man. And to be quite honest with you, it's going to be a very short-term look. We're going to get into the eighth seed, and we're going to be mediocre for the next seven years. Uh, I feel like you guys you gave up so? way too much. And how much of an upgrade is Chris Paul to Ricky Rubio, honestly speaking? Right now? Yeah. going Huge. Going to age 35. No, like absolutely. De- like it's- defensively? Like if you think about it, right? He's still good. Ricky defender. Rubio playing in the bubble. That was his best offensive season or like offensive output in I don't know how long, right? Yeah, he's he's been good for the Suns. You in, know. in the bubble, right? Offensively, no, you're never too. you're never no team has ever in Ricky Rubio's career looked at him and said, Oh, he's a de- he's a threat offensively. No one. Ever. And he had one good one good kind of season when he was um especially in the bubble, like he really put up his output a lot. But if you think about what Chris Paul does now, it's everything Ricky Rubio does from a facilitating standpoint. But he can shoot, the, he can actually score, like be a legitimate threat and play great defense. Ricky Rubio's defense was absolute trash. It was garbage. Oh, what? He's a I agree. decent defender. No? And and you're saying and you're saying Booker was an under it was an average defender, man? Like do you, I don't think Rubio's, Rubio's a good a defender at all. Defender. Rubio's a better yeah. defender than uh Devin Booker. Oh my gosh! You're the blasphemy. <laughs> you crazy <laughs> man! What did you say? Yo, I'm gonna oh. say Chris Paul is like a huge upgrade over Rubio. It's not even close. It's like night and day difference. And I mean, what he did like... in Oklahoma last year. I know he's getting a huge payday, but what he did in Oklahoma last year, carrying that sorry ass team, that was insane. Like that team had no and business you're being also where they were. For in, in, like intangible. You think you think they went? You had business being there. You're paying for his leadership too. He's a he's a legitimate floor general right and if he legitimately commands the attention of the defenses so Devin Booker doesn't have to score like 40 50 a game just for us to win like that's a win for us and we get some leadership in the locker room because you got you got to remember like the Suns going into the offseason like we had no one with like three like any any real veterans going in that was on the contract and then we finally bring in Chris Paul who has what 10 years of experience in we're bringing Jay Crowder, who's a veteran. Like we needed some of that veteran presence because in the young in the young locker room, like you can't expect the scoring leader, ever all the defense and all the focus coming on Booker, and he has to lead the locker room too. And he's only what, 23, 24? That's that's asking a lot. I mean, you know, KD, LeBron, they took that weight. You know, I'm just putting that out there. At age 23, that was not a problem for them. So. <laughs> But you're talking about the goat. That's I, I feel like you're just giving excuses for Devin Booker, but let's just say it like it is. He's not that good. He's he's oh. not as good, obviously. But he's. Like, I will say Devin Booker is. He's an elite scorer, but he's not. All right, a fine. Superstar, let's let's play. Let's play. We, we're GMs now. You got to take a two guard. Give me three two guards that you're gonna take over Booker. Three. Just give me three. Just, if they're healthy. Just, yeah. Just give me if they're three. healthy. Legitimately. I'll take Jimmy but- Jimmy Butler. That's a two guard. Clay yeah, Thompson. Who? Jimmy Butler. Okay, fine. So 
Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, and uh, no, he's struggling. I'll take a healthy. I'll take a healthy Victor Oladipo over Devin Booker. (laughs) Yo, healthy Oladipo. I don't know about that one. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Oladipo. Oh Man, my you, god. You're you're dude. insane. You're going off the deep end, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll take RJ Barrett. I'll take RJ Barrett over. Oh no. Yo. <laughs> low key, I may take Buddy Healed. Okay, now now you're just over you guys Booker. are literally oh, just Buddy speaking Heald. out of your butt. You, are you kidding me? Yo, someone put her on like the Instagram poll right now. In, oh you guys uh, are crazy. Does James James does James Harden oh, count? Or is he a point guard? Yeah, James Harden counts. Hundred percent. He's a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. Oh my god! See, <laughs> see more excuses. Oh man! Wait, no, you guys didn't give me legitimate three answers that you felt good about. You gave me two. Um, I just did. James Harden. He's a shooting. Yeah, he started James a career Harden. as a shooting guard. What's he's his, a shooting what's guard. His position listed at right yeah. now. He's probably the point guard. No, he's no, he's a shooting guard. The what does Westbrook play? He's a point guard. Yeah. Then so right Harden next to him, there. That's where. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, All let, I'm let, is, let's so there's, there's, three, there's three for you right there. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not saying that Booker is not You're elite. Insane. He's an elite scorer, but he ain't a number one option, man. You he can't build obviously around him. did not he needs watch to have, the bubble. He, he needs to. Dude, he legitimately <laughs> bubble, was just staring at Kawhi, laying need, down like, mm, was good. Oh, uh, man. man. I, if hey, if dude, he can prove just, it this year, then I, I'll be a believer. But until he proves it to me, in a full season, you know, I'm not it's just because he doesn't get the media hype that he deserves. Dude, cause just because Phoenix, just because he was hot for eight games, doesn't mean like he's elite. I think you're meaning to say you forgot that he was hot for like five, six years. Oh my god, you're insane! <laughs> oh man. Anyway, dude, this is this is biased. Enough speaking, about man. Booker. You got okay. you got enough about Booker. To be quite honest, the trade, yeah, we gave up a lot for Chris Paul, but there are a lot of intangibles that you can't just buy, right? Like, it comes with the player. One player I am going to miss is um, Kelly Oubre, right? I think, I mean, we didn't play with him in the bubble, but what he brought to, like, the games and what he brought to, like, the playing style, like, he brought this this level of energy and, like, fer- like ferociousness and the kind of cherry on the top. Of he's really, 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 really good looking. He's really, he's a sexy man. Probably the best looking guy. Dude, he's probably the best. <laughs> like we're not guy. gonna have him in that purple and orange <laughs> no more. <laughs> Yo, he was yeah, actually man. pretty pretty nasty last year, especially for fantasy. Like, he, he was nice. Like, he was now, really his underrated. Defense he was un- good. Is yeah. Under par, but like everything else, like he, he's he's good. He's in um he's in uh, so let's, Golden State. Let's look now, at your right? starting five here. It's Chris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's look at the starting five. It's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, at the three probably Jay Crowder. Dario Saric and then Aiton. To me, that's that's pretty decent. So I have I'm I'm looking forward to watching this team to see what they can do. That, that's um, uh that's the again, first round think, exit right there. First round exit. Yeah, probably. Like I said, but if we'll they can make, make the playoffs, that's a win for them. And then we're gonna lose to the reigning champs. When's the last time the Suns made the playoffs? Oh, When's okay, the last guys, time? Don't make me look that up. It's been a while. It's right before um uh Steve Nash went to the Lakers. Was it in the 2010 decade, or was it prior to that? It might be like right at 2010. It was 2010, yeah. I think. It's been a while. Wow. 
Yeah, 10 2010. Years of no playoffs. Huh? That was, that's when we that's lost in the conference finals to the Lakers. Yeah. So okay. after that, um, Omari left. Um, Steve Nash was them. gone. Yeah, Steve Nash was gone. Either way, okay. So the Suns pretty much blew it up because they were pretty much eight seed at that point after Amari left, right? With just Steve Nash and you know, you can't have Channing Fry as your starting <laughs> four. You know? Yo, he was very serviceable. <laughs> Channing I love Channing Fry. Yeah, yeah, serviceable, you know, off the oh, bench th- where he should be. Um obviously you're not gonna yeah, win that many games. So you guys blew it up and it took ten years and you know, I guess you guys have two good young players, Aiton, Devin Booker, now like you Don't know Heinz, bridges. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but you know, you know as long as Aiton going first, as long as Aiton isn't doing those drugs, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> how, how messed up is it? Last year he had one good game, and then they tested him, and he got suspended. <laughs> That's nuts. Dude, think no of drugs, think about where the Suns would be right now if you get, if you guys drafted Luca. No, but the problem. Okay, I was actually thinking about that a lot, right? Like you know, you always have buyer's remorse when you see some other player like popping off. But if we drafted Luca. He wouldn't have the same usage that he has in Dallas. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the system that he's going to be playing in under the Suns, like, he's not going to be the primary ball handler for the most part. Like, I don't think we would use him in that way because we had Ricky Rubio, right? We're not going to let some rookie just kind of just take the whole reins. I don't think our owner is someone like that. Like, Mark Cuban could go, he does whatever the heck he wants. Like, he defies logic. But we bring, we bring in Luka. I don't think he's the same player that we're thinking about what we're seeing right now. I really don't think so. I mean, the talent's still there, you know, you know. Yeah, but you can't teach seven two. Yeah, you can't teach seven two, but um, Andrew Bynum seven two. Does like, a- does what? does Aiton fit Miles into today's Plumlee NBA? Seven two, like <laughs> like his skill set. Okay, hey, uh, I generally just ask. I actually don't know. I'm asking you. I'm just trying to console myself that we passed on Luca. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, you, no, no, no. This oh, this shoot. is a My problem. Bad, you guys brought on. Luca's old coach, and then drafted Aiton. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like you guys, <laughs> everything everything was laid out for you guys to draft Luca Doncic, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna draft this big guy. Dude, Luca Doncic, he won the Euroleague MVP at the age of seventeen. But the, here, here's the real That's thing, though, right? because he played in Europe. Like everyone, anyone that comes out of Europe, we kind of give them a bad rap about being like oh you guys are kind of like second tier right no matter how good you are in europe it's kind of just how it is right and yeah but Luka he was 16 is, he was like 17 that's yeah, the problem Luka's 24 like we're, they're all young like, no it, but Luka Doncic won the mvp at age like 17 like he was a kid it's never been done and before, booker man. scores 17 or 70 at 19 who cares they're still young you never know how they pan out more like 22 but you know i'm pretty sure he was like 19 <laughs> I, I think he was like 22. Oh, man. I think he's 22 right now. I think he's like 24. No, no he's like 24. I think I think he's 24 right now. Well, I mean, he's definitely going to demand the trade, uh, like this season. No, he's not. We got we got him what he wanted. We brought him CP3. He wanted it, so we got him it. We can, guys, can't leave now. I feel like you guys need um, like I think Michael Bridges need to step it up, definitely. If he steps it up, you can put you can move Jay Crowder to the four, and then that's a pretty good team. Good shooting, good defense. Is Mikel Bridges all he needs to do is play the defense that he's playing and just hit those knockdown threes? Like we're good. 
Like that's all we need. Because if you think about the way that we're gonna be running our offense, everything is gonna be running through the pick and roll with Aiton, right? De- depending on if you're gonna go through with Chris Paul or you're gonna do with Booker. What's kind of good in today's game is that everything is played either under the basket or beyond the arc. Devin Booker and CP3 are probably the two best mid-range scores in the game, right? So if they're gonna double down low to DeAndre Aiton, we either have a free jumper at the at the elbow with either player, right? Or if they if they decide to cheat and hedge, then we have an open three in the corner, right? And all we did was sign a bunch of open three shooters. Yeah, that's, that's going to be our whole offense. You guys, oh yeah, Langston Galloway, Etwan Moore, all shooters. Yeah, they all hit like forty from the clip. It's open shots. That's all we need. Okay, so who is Javon Carter? Can you explain this to us? Because you know, <laughs> none of us are none, I also none of us are watching uh, these games. Who is this guy? <laughs> why do you get paid so much? I got I got to be honest with you. I don't know why we paid him that much. Wait, no. Who are you? Who are you? Like, who is your competition? Like, who was offering him this much money for you I'm guys to offer? Someone had to, right? Like, someone had to offer him that money, and maybe that's just what the market demands. But to be quite honest with you, I don't know why we gave him that contract. But for a third-string point guard, that wow. that is not the market value. Maybe, maybe maybe he has something in the locker room that we wow. don't know about. Averaging, he averaged four points last year. Oh my hey goodness. I told you. It's a lot of money for yeah, four I points. I told you. We're making our decision based off the bubble. What are you doing <laughs> in the bubble? <laughs> our sample said every sure. decision needs to be contextualized into eight games. So all the decisions that you're thinking about and like why is this happening, think about it in the context of those eight games in the bubble. That's essentially what our office is thinking right now. Wait, that's wait, that's wait, fair. That's fair. Let's see how it pans out. Right now? Our coach? Yeah. That's a great question. <clears throat> is it Monty Williams? I think, I think so. it's Monty Williams, yeah. You guys had like four coaching changes in like the past like two years. No, we had a lot. Yeah, it's Monty Williams. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's a pretty good coach. For We're solid. We're going to have a good year. Don't be surprised yeah. if we make it out of the first round. <laughs> I mean, you guys are no, you're you're playing surprised. the Lakers. So <laughs> no, no. I'm hoping we make it to the seventh. And then we, we, we miss out on the Lakers. <laughs> and then we stim later. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Who's the second best team in the West? After the Lakers, of course. Is it the Nuggets? I think so. I would have to go with the Nuggets. After seeing what they what they did in the playoffs? Or is I it feel Clippers like the Clippers still? maybe needed one more year to gel. Um, if they can be healthy, I feel like talent-wise, yeah, definitely better. Just at least defensively. But, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, they lost Montrez. Who did they add this year to Clippers? Or in the offseason? Ibaka, right? Ibaka's there. Yeah, Ibaka. So that's yeah, a pretty but good thing. He has chemistry with Kawhi. Like they know what it takes to win. You know what I'm saying? Wait, who? Ibaka. Ibaka. Oh, the yeah, year they won in Toronto okay. together. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think it's still the Clippers, man. Like you cannot just count out Kawhi. You, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm pretty sure they brought on um, what's his face? Um, uh, what's his name? Reggie Jackson and there's one more. Um, oh yeah, Reggie. Yeah, he's back. Reggie's back. And Ni- Nicholas Batum. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, he signed. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, these they, are they legit Batum, players. Like, like they're the not just scrubs. Like they brought in some people. I don't know. Yeah, they brought in some good veterans, but they're missing a playmaker, man. They have nothing. They have a uh, who is it? Patrick Beverly. He can't pass the ball. There's no one on that team that can pass. Well, so that's I think that's their, their that's the biggest gap. Um, 
taking the next step. I forward. feel like they should have overpaid for Rondo. I don't know if Rondo would have gone there, but seeing how Rondo went to Atlanta, maybe, you know, he, he would have. Yeah, if he was going to get paid. Um. Yeah. Either way. Uh. I mean, whatever happens, as long as they have, they have pandemic P. Like, <laughs> they're not winning anything. <laughs> you mean PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Yo, that was, dude. You know, it's a shame. It's the biggest shame because the Lakers didn't even have a chance to play the Clippers in the playoffs. I mean, that's something that everyone was looking forward to. But Pandemic P just could not do it. You, know, you know, he said that Doc Rivers, like, misused him in the playoffs and stuff. So he's, like, blaming Doc after Doc is, like, gone. Like, what a <laughs> weak move. Uh, I used to respect Paul George, but I don't know Dude, about him. Everyone saw the game. He was missing, like, open shots. That's not That's not the Doc. Wide open threes. Not the Doc. Yeah. And then Doc that's got fired Doc's on fault, his nope. behalf. How sad is that? I mean, honestly... Do- right, Doc deserved to be fired, honestly, I with agree. this team, and just not. He should have won one, one championship by now on the Clippers. Dude, I don't think Doc is a good coach. I think Do he's a little think he's a overrated. I think he's not good at all. Actually. Wait, how many how many three one leads did he blow? The most like, in NBA. At that point, it, it just becomes <laughs> a game of adjustments, like minor adjustments. Like, I don't think right. I've really seen him like he's- adjust. A, like it's on maybe like a game to game level, but I haven't seen him adjust on a series based level. After he's sitting on the lead, he's kind of just keep doing what we do, and yeah. he just sits there. And I feel like he just takes his foot off the gas. He gets out coached. He does. Now he's on the Sixers, right? I think that's where he yeah, went. They're not making that anywhere either. We'll see what he does there. I, I feel like that's not that's not a good signing for them. I feel like Daryl Morey should have brought um, D'Antoni to Philly with him. Okay, but D'Antoni doesn't win anything either. Let's be honest. Either way, I would I would rather have D'Antoni than um, Doc Rivers. With if I had Ben Simmons as my point guard, I would go with uh, D'Antoni. No, you got it. You got to think about what the system that D'Antoni he played with. He played with the seven seconds or less Suns, right? That was the team that he coached. And he went over to Houston, pretty much running the same system, only shoot threes, play no defense, a la Harden. And now all of a sudden, he's in, he's in Philly now, where his point guard can't shoot for his life. Like this is gonna be that would be a tough system for him to play. I, I think he can. Figure, he knows how to use point guards. D'Antoni is good, man. Okay, so one thing about D'Antoni, when he was coaching the Rockets with Harden, do you remember how far that that yeah. team went? They were up 3-2 against the Warriors. They just choked it away because, I mean, they didn't choke it away because uh, Chris Paul got injured, right? Or they missed, like, 2,700,000 so. three-pointers. Like, that was one of those games, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that was a bad game. But, I mean, they had, they had their chances, and I don't think – it was just unfortunate how it panned out because of the injury from to, to Chris Paul. Yeah, sucks for Paul. But they had a legit shot of beating the Warriors that year, and I was, like, so stoked. I'm like, they're up 3-2. They're going to freaking end them. And, and it never happens. The rest is history. <laughs> But, yeah, I think he's a good coach. He's better than Doc, in my opinion. Nah, I, I take the Doc over Dan Tony. I think I just have a bitter taste in my mouth when he was running with Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> you just have bias, man. Hey, that's what fandom is all about. If you're not biased as a fan, then what are you? You're not a fan no more. Danny just misses the only good time, like, prime basketball he has experienced. You, you know what life. I am? You know those old people who are, like, back in my day, and they, they, they talk about, like, the glory days? That's essentially every Arizona sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 
Where did then, they, the um, Cardinals? Yeah, the Cardinals uh, went to Super Bowl like not too long ago. That was 2008, bro. Wow, yeah, it's been like that 12 long. Years. Was it 2012 or compared to like the Knicks? Hey, hey. <laughs> Let's talk about the Giants. It's not bad okay. at all, man. Uh, true, the Giants. Uh, I mean, Giants suck now, but hey, hey. We're, dude, we're they in the had, playoffs they had their right glory now. Days, that's playoffs. for sure. Yo, they're playing the <laughs> NFC least. All right, so dude, like, they're we okay. are like oh, ranking man. wise. The Cardinals are not making the playoffs at this point. Just putting that out there. Who kn- who knows? We'll find yeah. out. Let me just let me just let me just say that uh, for the past two years, Yetch and I have been we've been making a bet that the Giants will make the playoffs. Ten dollars bet each time. He owes me some money. <laughs> Pay up, man. <laughs> Hasn't paid me yet. I got you. I got you. It'll all come back. Why don't we um get to our main topic and. Um, just to preface um, the next topic, we were watching the finals, Abe and Danny um, and I, and um, I I said something that apparently really upset them. I said KD's move to Golden State was, you know, about as equally as weak as LeBron's, you know, LeBron's uh, the decision, right? And... You know, obviously, um, Danny freaks out. Abe has Abe doesn't know what it, what to do, and I thought, you know, we can bring that you know conversation to this podcast. So, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you a number. I'm oh, gonna man. say forty LeBron, sixty KD. Convince me otherwise. So, can you explain the forty sixty to the, the uh, viewers? forty percent weakness level to um. Like out of the hundred, forty percent to LeBron and sixty to KD. I do admit KD's move was a little weaker, but it's not that different. That I'm just gonna say that and let you guys let you guys take this away. Hey, this is the only time where I'll help. agree with you on a sports conversation, but I'll let you have it at it first, and I'll I'll nail the hammer in. Go you want ahead. me to go first? All right, so Yachan, I'm sorry, man. Just. Some of the things you say are okay, but this one is just straight up delusional. <laughs> like straight up. There's no other word to describe what you're saying right now. To even compare the two is absolute blasphemy. It's just inconceivable that you would com- just compare the two. There's just no way, okay? Okay, don't get me wrong. When the decision happened, I was very upset. I was like, dude, this scrub, like, I respected LeBron a lot, but the mo- moment that the decision happened, I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I can respect him anymore, but Again, like he was on a bad team, a terrible team. You can say that they had 60 win um, seasons, but at the end of the day, it was all LeBron doing it. His teams sucked ass. Oh my. They had no chance oh any my. year to say, like, you can bring up the 2007 season where they went to the finals. They had no chance, okay? It was all LeBron. And I can understand where he was coming from and the way that he did it. I really hated it. I hated that stupid thing where he went on stage. Not four, five, six, seven, eight. But at the end of the day, I understood. Like this guy wants a ring, and he can't get oh. it in Cleveland. Not with that front front office, and there's just no chance. And to compare to KD's situation, where he was on a good team, a legitimate no, contending team. No, he wasn't. Team. They were up three-one. Oh they were up three-one, Yachan, against the Golden State Warriors, who went 73 wins that season. They could close it out, but they choked. 
And what does he do the next season? He joins <laughs> that team. So to compare the two, it's not even comparable, man. My percentages, 85-15. What? 85-15. Can't go any lower. Wow. Okay. Danny? Uh, what did you say? You said um, 60-40? Mm-hmm. And Abe said 85-15? Mm-hmm. I think eighty-five fifteen is still a little generous. I think that is very generous. I think if we're talking about weakest moves. I think there's no one person was you get you get a little bit, another person gets a little bit. I'm gonna go off and say a hundred percent. KD was the <laughs> weakest move in NBA history. Like that was terrible. I and I'll, I'll say this in just like very briefly, right? I'll just give you four names, okay? And that that's all you need to know as to why. LeBron leaving was not a bad thing. Okay. Daniel Gibson. <laughs> I don't Who's know. JJ Hickson. Danny Green. Oh, Danny Green. We know that name. He was not starting. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? Ogalskis. Zajunas Ogalskis. Uh, he was pretty All-star good. All star center. He wasn't bad. Who else is there? I'm trying to think. I guess they had Antoine Jameson like in like his like yeah. 12th, 13th year. Mo Williams? Ring a bell? Where, All, where star. Is he? Where? All star. All I'm saying is that after he left, right? Oh, after man. he left, there was a 61-1 team. They tanked to the bottom of the league with like 19 or 17 or something like that. Like they tanked. And that front office, absolute garbage. So why wouldn't you leave? Okay, let me ask Yachan a question. If he didn't do that whole debacle on stage, would it change your opinion? Um, you mean what the the decision? Like when he was on stage with Bosch and Wade. That was fine to me. That if he I didn't mean, do that, like most players would do that, you know. Let's say you join a good team. They're like, hey, we're gonna win all these championships for you guys. That was not my problem. Um, do you guys? Can, can I start my my Wait, arguments? No, no, you can't. Not yet. Wait, hold, hold up. KD, okay. if, if we're talking yet. about like the whole debacle about the decision and him leaving, whatever, it's just because people hating that they can't get that national spotlight. Don't blame LeBron for that. He gave it to charity. Okay? And secondly, if we're talking about weak moves, <laughs> KD is a snake. He told OKC that he's going to stay, and then he left. Like, that's jacked up. He straight up told him, hey, I'm going to stay. I ain't leaving. We're going to win this thing. And he's like, psych. And he just absolutely just booked it. Like come on, man! Like that's being a that's definition of snake. You want to know why he's a snake? Also, we know from his burner accounts on Twitter and Facebook. Wait, what? This guy had some kind of guilt, like underlying guilt. He just couldn't get rid of it. He knew he made the dirtiest move in NBA history. He just knew it. He, he himself knew it. But he was just so. He just wanted the easy way out, and that's why, to me, which is you know I changed my number ninety five five percent. Okay. 85-15 is too high. You should go 100-0 like I did. Nine, 95. No, I'll, I'll give him five. Wow. Oh, my gosh. KD, I'll give you five this guy. Okay. Are, are you done, Dan, Danny A. Smith? Are you done? Or you still got more more to say? No, nah, you can go ahead. Okay. Let me read something to you. Let me, let me read something to you, okay? LeBron, after seven years at the age of 25, he went to sign with the Miami Heat joining Dwayne Wade 
maybe top five, top four shooting guards of all time, Chris Bosh, pretty much top three power forward that year, right? The year previously. Um, also, LeBron was coming off an uh, MVP season in Cleveland, you know, arguably the best player in the league, left a 61 winning team, and he lost to the Boston Celtics, you know? Yeah, okay. I guess LeBron had a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, the reason for success. But either way, it was his team. He failed them. And then he went to go make an ESPN special called The Decision and say, you know, I would take my talents to, you know, Miami Beach or whatever, right? Making him the villain. Dwayne Wade averaged 26.6 points. Chris Bosh averaged 24 points the, the year before. And they all took less money to play together. Like, you have to consider that. Like, they're so weak. They're so weak that they <laughs> took less money. These are superstars in their primes. Took less money. They took less money <laughs> to play together, to make a little club. So they can, you know, get some meaningless rings. That's what that is. Meaningless rings? Okay, I give LeBron full credit for his, um, for his uh, Cleveland ring. Because 100% respect, that's him. His Miami rings, I don't, I don't even count it. I, I don't think it's real. And then you'll count KD's rings. No, so I, I don't count KD's rings. But you can't count. Oh, okay. You can't count LeBron's. So, so Yachan, all your points are valid here, but we're not talking about just a decision. We're comparing the two okay. players. Let me get to LeBron. What I'm saying about LeBron, I'm not saying it wasn't atrocious. Like what he did was, let, I didn't like let it. Let me get to OKC. Let, let, but. We're comparing so I'm here. Go, I'm going to compare Kevin Durant to you. Nine years okay. in Oklahoma City. I don't even know where that is. One year in Seattle. Did you know where Cleveland was? <laughs> you didn't even know where Cleveland was. Get out of here. <laughs> like, don't don't use that. Ohio. I bet you you thought like Metropolitan the whole City. Cavs team was actually called from the city of LeBron. It was like LeBron <laughs> Cavaliers. Like, you didn't even know what Cleveland was. Don't even go there. Okay, either way. Let me just explain to you how the Warriors came to be. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, all drafted by the Golden State Warriors, right? You know, they they were you know they weren't even like top five picks. Draymond Green, second round pick. It was a natural buildup that they created, right? And okay, KD, he was coming off an injured season the before uh, the the season before the year before he left and he averaged 28 points in a good season but you know what the biggest problem was he was playing with Russell Westbrook um and I'm you know some people might hate me for say to say this but I would hate to play with Russell Westbrook because he's just a meaningless stats guy 100% I would Time hate out. to play with Time Russell out. Westbrook timeout so you're going to say that it's okay for KD to leave Russell Westbrook to go play with the most winningest regular season team in NBA history, but you're going to blame LeBron for leaving Booby Gibson, Mo Williams, Antoine Jameson? Hey, hey, oh my it, goodness. It's not about him him leaving that sorry-ass team. I'll say, you know, okay, LeBron didn't play with too much talented players. I admit that. He joined his friends took less money to make a tiny club to win 
NBA championships. I don't. At least he that. created a tiny club. KD joined a ready-made established club. They they didn't win the finals. They won the finals yeah. the year before. But they didn't win the finals the, when he joined. I'm just saying that team was constructed, and if you're going to give KD crap about joining a super team, then you know what is the big difference between joining and creating? I feel like it's the same thing, you know. And you can't say that. Um, I mean, the, obviously, the team changed completely when Kevin Durant got there, right? So I, I would kind of see it as a new team too. So, the, and but I'm saying I understand the arguments. Kevin Durant, weak, weak move. Forty sixty. That's all I'm saying to you. Forty sixty. <laughs> oh my god. Forty sixty. Get that in your oh head. Oh my god. The viewers listening to you right now, they're gonna think you're crazy. Yeah, Chan, you know what's happening right now? If you were, if if your listeners were to give you a bunch of crap, right? Be like, oh, like you were so wrong. And then next week, if we're on again, and you're like, you know what, Danny and Abe, you guys were right. I'm gonna take your side. Hundred zero. That's the same thing that KD did when he left. OKC to go play with the Golden oh State Warriors. That's exactly what he did. That's right. That's right. Forty sixty. You know what? And why don't why don't we um put that up there? We're gonna put it on Instagram. We're gonna have people vote, and then we'll see. We'll see what the people say. Are we gonna contextualize anything, or we're just gonna leave it at that? Let them draw their conclusions. Get get a get uh six segments from this clip here. Yeah. And put it on. What are we and do that? Pull. We're going to Insane. yeah. I'll, I'll make it and I'm gonna put it up and then we're gonna see who is right because hundred percent. Okay, first of all, Danny, that that's just so ridiculous. You know, you know it is too because like it is you, ridiculous, but it's less ridiculous than sixty forty. Oh my gosh! Like sixty forty, it's, it's way too close. It was that close. The amount, the <laughs> level of weakness, sixty forty. Not a hundred for KD. So you got you got a pretty similar vibe from both moves, is what you're telling me. Yeah. You're telling me and Danny yeah. right now. I'm not arguing with you guys that about is the weakness. Crazy. That, that, that's actually insane. So you got the same vibe. That's like, crazy to, to me, man. Can you really say bit? that? Can you really say that with a straight face and just from the bottom of your heart? Dude, that you at the, the same end vibe? of the day, two like you're at the top of your game and you joined a team that's. You know that can pretty much win the championship, right? Same same case for LeBron, same case for Golden State. Kevin Durant, yeah, maybe he just had you know a more cohesive team, and he didn't have to go against Dirk Nowitzki, so he won all the years he was there, besides the last one. And sorry, LeBron choked in the finals, and you know he didn't win his first ring, but that's what it comes down to. Both of them created championship teams that other people couldn't beat right so same level of weakness how do you guys not see the argument here because if lebron was to join the celtics that year or the year after then you can say all right 60 40 or 50 50 not even close bro not even close but dude kd was up 3-1 like we're giving doc crap for blowing 3-1 leads we give all these teams crap for blowing 3-1 leads we're gonna give kd a pass that three one lead with Russell Westbrook, no, no, a perennial no, no. all star. Oh come on! That man. that three one lead was just because the Warriors were tired from the seventy three win, hundred <laughs> percent, dude. And that's the stop. only reason LeBron won. Stop and, it, man. You know, but it's okay. I'll give that to him. You oh, are man. absolutely out of your that's mind. That's actually you're, that's you're, actually insanity oh coming out of your goodness. mouth right now. 
I don't even know what to say to that. That's that. You know, there's there's not really much argument here. There Danny, really like, isn't. We can't really reason with a. I'm just gonna. Knicks person. fan, so like. I'm just gonna say one more thing. You can never reason with them. Um, and the reason you That's can't true, use yeah. the Celtics because they were like 34, 35 at that point. KD was hitting like 36. You know, of course LeBron doesn't join that team. He joins his 24 year old, 27 year old friends, made a club, to win the NBA Finals, and took less money. Just putting that out there. KD didn't take less money. Putting that out there. I mean, he took a little less, but. So yeah, Chan, when you when you create this segment for your Instagram followers, make sure that it's not biased, right? I don't want it all on your side. Make sure you're presenting all the facts. I'm right? confident in my. Uh, Just show them okay. the rosters. That's it. Just give them the rosters that they're playing on. Oh man. Actually, no. What about this? Why don't you just ask your viewers? Just be like, how many of these names do you recognize? And just throw up the <laughs> rosters. <laughs> dude, but that, dude, that's missing True. all the points. We're not talking about why they left. Dude, KD also left. Uh, he left Ibaka too, man, in his prime. Ibaka was a monster. Not, not that season. He, During that time. No, it's like, it, During it that doesn't time matter frame, what you he, say. He, was he, he joined a, the most winningest team in NBA history regular season after he was up on them 3-1. Like that's as a, as a competitor, as an athlete, as Dude, anyone. That's just let me so give weird. you a let me give you a uh, what's a good uh, analogy here? It's like Kawhi joining the Lakers <laughs> right now. That's that's essentially what happened. <laughs> Kawhi lost in the play. Maybe I know they didn't play the Lakers in the playoffs, but it's like Kawhi joining the Lakers this year to play for the 2020 2021 well, let's, season. Let's add on to that. It's. Kawhi was up 3-1 against LeBron and he lost to LeBron and then he's like okay I'm going to go join them now. That's that's also fair, yeah. So let's say hypothetically the Lakers and Clippers were f- facing each other in the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers were up 3-1. Kawhi and the Clippers choke. Kawhi joins LeBron and AD in LA. That's what KD did. If not worse actually. Actually what KD did is still worse. I'm sorry. How's that? Ridiculous. Wait, how's that snake. worse if the Lakers won the championship? Golden State Warriors didn't win the championship that year. I mean, they played Rose. They played against LeBron. Like, what would you expect? Okay. Either way. Uh, I mean, they they were up three one y- in the finals. Know, ju- ju- oh, ima- okay. Imagine if Steph was like, "All right, fine. I lost three one in the finals against LeBron, so I'm gonna go join him." Like, what's that? That's that's terrible. That's what KD did, man. You just don't like LeBron. He he just he's just not getting it, man. This, he this just is doesn't like bronze. Like that's all it is. <laughs> I, it's I agree with your points. All I'm saying is sixty forty. That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, Yachan, if Kawhi joined the Lakers, would that be comparable to what LeBron did? Yeah, same with LeBron, same with KD. It's all the oh, same wow. to me. All all moments of weakness. Crazy. Wow, you're 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 delete moments of weakness. Okay, fine, but. 60 40 like oh my good lordy hey i'm just saying you can you can always move you know in the past 30 and you've stuck with your team that that drafted you and you've been the star you know then you have every right to go where you want that's what i think but when you leave at the age of 25 what lebron did like kd stayed two more years that's all i'm saying because he had championship aspirations, man. Like you, you're what, expecting. Wait, what do you mean? They were they were contenders, Le- man. 
LeBron, LeBron was not a contender. And KD made the finals the same amount of times, just once with their teams, their previous teams. Okay, but okay, didn't history already kind of establish no matter what team LeBron's on, he's going to make it to the finals, barring injury? Like no, he's been doing no, no, this but, for but, like the past pro- ten years now. No, but I'm talking about prior to him joining Miami, he went he went against, um, I think the Spurs one year, right in 2007. Yeah, and then the also final, yeah. KD went against. Um, Hey, Yachan, name me one player from that 2007 roster that you know that you carried to the finals. Yeah, it's a Junus Agalskis, Drew Gooden. What's that? Anthony Parker? It's the LeBron effect, okay? LeBron gets you to the finals no matter where you go. But getting to the finals, you need a team to win. Dude, you need a team no, to win in the finals. No, but that, that was not the narrative before he went to Miami. He, he only made it once. That's the thing. He, he, he didn't even make that one, man. Like, that was crazy. Huh? The way he got there. He shouldn't have He shouldn't have. He had been no in the business being in there. In Either way, they both had the same amount of success. If you, if you consider just final appearances prior to their move, same thing. You're wild. You're, let, let your viewers decide how delusional you are. Maybe that should be the question. On a scale of 1 to 100, how delusional am I? Listen to this clip. (laughs) Okay, either way, I'm going to stick with 40, 60. I'm leaning closer to 50-50 after this conversation, by the way. We lost him. He's gone. He's gone too far. Oh, gosh. He's He's gone, gone. man. He's actually going to say that KD's move was more acceptable at this point. Danny, 100%. Abe? Abe is a 95? I I was like 95-5 now. Damn, okay. After this discussion, I just think about it more and more. It makes my blood boil. It just makes me so angry. (laughs) Makes me so mad. Maybe because KD's move was um, in the West Coast. So much weaker. You know, it it didn't affect me as much, so I didn't really care. And maybe the Knicks weren't, you know, in a position to win the championship at that point. But when the Heat, you know, formed that thing, the Knicks were like, you know, with Melo and Amari, you know. Maybe it impacted me more, but either way, 60-40. And we're going to end it here. <laughs> Just putting that out there. You can't help insanity, man. Oh, man. You just can't help insanity. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's uh, let, let's give you some time to kind of <laughs> marinate in that for the next day or two. Think about and, what uh, you're saying. We'll get back to it. We'll the get back to blasphemy it. blasphemy that just came out of your lips. Just think about that for a second. Hey, 60-40. <laughs> okay let's just move on because we're just saying the same things um oh man we, let's just um end this with um just some nfl talks so we got abe's rams second in the nfc west lost to 49ers last game after beating the seahawks and the bucks and the cardinals third i think they're only a game behind right we are a game behind, but we're going to be a game ahead. And freaking lost to the Pats. So, <laughs> did you just change your jersey, bro? Have you not seen what was happening the whole time? I had my LeBron jersey on. I had my Heat oh hat. My, my son's hat. Now we're talking Cardinals here. Okay, so you guys, play, you guys played this Sunday. Who wins? The Rams and Cardinals? Yep. Dude, if I just have to be completely honest, man. Probably the Cardinals. All right, arguments, argument suck. done. <laughs> Dude. Jared Goff is terrible. System QB? Like, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. Like, he's he's bad. He's not a good quarterback. He's a backup at what? best. And 
the fact that he made it this far as a starter is just. You guys were not saying this two years ago. I mean, he played in a really good system under McVay, and I think he's been thriving. But well, he's being changed? exposed. Like, they know they're, he's being exposed. Like the system. I think McVay's first year, they had a hard time because he was like pretty creative as a coach. But teams are catching on now, and he's he's not good. No, it's because the Rams ha- can't run that zone, um, that zone run offense anymore. Like when they would run like zone, and it'll be like a wide to the right or to the left, and just a bunch of toss sweeps. They can't run that anymore. They can't run the play actions off that because I mean I don't even know who your running backs are anymore. Yeah, Todd Gurley. But because because they can't run that system, like Jared Goff doesn't have the same open windows that he did two years ago, <clears throat> right? When like he absolutely went off, and teams figured that out. And once they figured out, okay, we, if we can just cut the zones, we can cut the gaps, then Jared Goff is forced to throw the ball because they can't run that play action anymore because that set up everything. I, I forgot what the numbers were, but they were, like, leading the league in play action. It was, like, a ridiculous clip out there running those plays. But then they can't do that. Yep. Like, the teams figured that out, and they got smart. Like, Dude. Sean McVay was literally just maybe, like, two seasons I mean, t- early. Todd Gurley was Put some respect to uh, Cam Akers and, um, was it Malcolm Brown? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> so bad, dude. Their run Hold game on. is can terrible. I, can I just say something about running backs this year? Maybe it's just my Daryl Henderson nonsense, but man, running backs this year has been absolutely abysmal. Oh yeah, absolutely DJ, abysmal. Aaron Jones, CMC, Saquon. A lot of, uh, a lot of injuries. Absolutely abysmal. CMC and Saquon anyway. both injured. No, but the, Abe, your fear is, is very legitimate because when I think about the Cardinals now. And you think about Kyler Murray, and then like he was up on an absolute tear. For the last couple of games, um, it feels like teams figured him out. Because if you think about mm-hmm. the first half of the season, teams weren't blitzing him, right? Because they're yeah. so afraid that he just run out of the pocket and just book it, right? So they're always playing man, right? Because you need to account for every single person. They'll play a single man spy, and then when everyone's going deep and everyone's worried about worried about hop and like they're just going. Everyone has a back turn, and he just—he's the most athletic guy on the field, so he can just—he can just run up, right? And all of a sudden, teams are are thinking, like, "All right, we can't do this crap no more." So now they're just starting to bringing everyone into the box for the past two games. He can't get anything going, you know. Like if you think about DeAndre Hopkins and like his historic tear, um, this is the first time ever in his career where he had back-to-back games where I think he was held to like six catches and like less than seventy yards, ever. And this is when he was playing with, um. What's his face? Yeah, Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer for, for <laughs> people. Like he's never had that bad of a statistic, and it's just how they're figuring yep. out how to play Kyler Murray, which is why when you were saying that you thought the Rams were actually going to win, I was surprised. I mean, the Rams were going to lose. I was surprised because the Rams' defense is legit. Yeah. Like if, if their yeah their defense is the only thing. Like if you think about their secondary, I think it's a lot more underrated than people give them credit for, right? Anytime you throw the ball towards Jalen Ramsey's way it's, it's incredibly contested right so you think about if they only can they have to play only one side of the field and you got Aaron Donald coming down your, like breathing down your neck like where are you gonna go you know what I'm saying and if you if you just take the last two games as a sample size like how the Pats played um the Cardinals all you have to do is bring in the pressure and hopefully the, it's gonna be a battle of defenses and, and in my opinion um like the Rams' defense is a whole lot better than the Cardinals' yep. defense. So that I, I was surprised that you actually said that. I thought you would have went the other way, and I would have to argue argue off off the bridge, but made it easy for me. 
Nah, I, that's just how much I don't believe in a. Uh, no, but Jared, Jared Goff. Goff is pretty terrible. I yeah, mean, but either way, the Rams. Um, I feel like the Rams are the better team, either way, just defensive wise. Uh, and I would bet on the Rams to win this game, in my point of view. What's the spread? Yeah, what's the spread? You know, what's the spread? Let me look. Because I know they're playing in they're playing in Glendale. They're playing in Arizona. Let's see. Minus, Minus three Rams. Three. So it's pretty much, pretty much even because they're playing they're playing away. Oh wait, no, they're giving three. Three. Also, if they're playing at home, it'll be like a um, minus six. Weird. Dude, I just want to do a quick yeah. shout out to uh, Kyler Murray, representing the Korean <laughs> brethren. Number one fantasy QB. He's spectacular. One eighth Korean, I think. Josh He's Rosen so died for this. Yeah. No, That's but he, the smartest decision that your organization. I, I got to be made. honest with you. When we decided to walk away from Josh Rosen and take Ty- Kyler Murray, I was the first person to absolutely crucify front office. Because I was like, we gave Josh Rosen no chance. Yeah. We brought him a, a first year coach. Like, what is he gonna do? Cliff Kingsbury's offense is pretty quarterback friendly. Like any quarterback can essentially play that system relatively well like Jared Goff would do well in that system in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> and like he was never giving a shot and we we traded up to get him 10th in the, in the year before yeah you did you got traded and then up. all we traded up right because that yeah, was such a yeah. quarterback rich rich draft like, we have to get one so I was happy with it I mean I was like a rookie year like you have growing pains whatever and then they flipped it the next year like scrapped everything like I was the first person jumping on. Oh, here we go again. This is typical Cardinals. It's another ten years of pain. Like it's gonna <laughs> happen again. But oh, I, I'm glad to admit that I was wrong. Happy to admit. It's because they saw what Kyler did in Oklahoma, man. They couldn't pass on him. Yeah, because quite honestly, I was like everyone else. I was like, the dude is about as tall as I am. He weighs a little bit more than me. He shares some Korean blood like me. This guy's gonna die. <laughs> No, but remember the remember the crazy like um like people are saying like the stuff people are saying about Kyler Murray. They're saying like oh, he was too short to see over the O line. I'm like, what? I'm like, what kind of nonsense no, is that? True. Well, no, yet think about it. No, but it's think us about playing quarterback. No, but think about his O line that he's playing with in it, college. Those people go to the NFL. He's they're, they're bigger in they're bigger in the NFL. No, but those, like they're the same size at Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not like Alabama O-line. Like, not all of them are going to make it. Either way, that, and, that was such a weak argument. And the D-line is, is so much bigger. To, I don't know. I mean, it was, maybe it was just me putting myself in a 5'9 frame, buck 80, buck 70, however much he weighs, thinking about playing in the quarterback league. And I got people like Aaron Donald like that can eat me for breakfast. Like, I, just, I had so much of doubt. But praise God that this guy is absolutely amazing. Wait, so, so does this open the door for more like smaller QBs? Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson. Well, small. He's like he five ten, five eleven. Kyler Murray, I think, like without shoes, he's like five. He's eight. not big. You well, the thing is with with smaller quarterback, I don't think it's it's the size per se. It's like, the agility, I think right? It's the how quick they can move, mm-hmm. right? Because we're we're quickly going into a league where we don't have the stationary quarterbacks like. Um, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady, the, the Eli like, Mannings, yeah, the Eli Mannings, like those days are gone. Like these quarterbacks need to be very athletic, right? 
They need to be accurate, and they need to be able to pick up three to four first downs a game. If they're not able to do that, they're not going to be able to play in this league for that long. Yeah, I think that's why we're starting to see quarterbacks who aren't mobile be an absolute liability, especially in the red zone. Because if you think about the way the, like the Bills are playing, right? Josh Allen is their red zone running back, mm-hmm. right? Like he takes all the red zone touches. Um, he has a rocket of an arm, but this guy, he he can actually run the ball, right? Lamar Jackson is a running back, playing quarterback. We have Deshaun Watson. Like even after his injury, he's still incredibly mobile, and he like does some miraculous stuff. Right, and the players and the quarterbacks who are struggling right now are the ones who aren't mobile. Jerry Goff, um, who's that Philly guy? Car- uh, Wentz. What's his face? Wentz. I keep calling him, want to call him benched, um, but we got <laughs> Carson Wentz. Um, you got all these, even Drew Brees when he when he was healthy. I mean, I mean he didn't have a slant master, but like immobile quarterbacks struggling in the league because the way that defenses play, they play a lot faster. They play a lot more spread out. So if you can't move around in the pocket and get out, then, man, you're, you're kind of stuck. Like, defenses are smart now. But I think it goes both ways. Um, if you don't know how to throw, you can't win. Look at Lamar right now. Look at today's game. Actually, he didn't play today. But um, just this past couple weeks, this season in general, you know, if you can't throw or run, you know, either or, you got to have both now in, in this league. Just you oh, know, yeah, just no, it's kind of sure. like just how running backs transition, where you know they they're more involved in the passing game. Same thing with quarterbacks. It's I think that's just where the league is going. Yeah, I mean, like having having arm talent and being a quarterback with IQ and stuff. That's that gets you into the door. But like being mobile is table stakes at this point. I think any any quarterback that's coming into the league that isn't able to move around, like you're gonna get another Jerry Goff. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I feel like someone who can run and throw that's young right now is Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Josh Jones? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. Yeah, he can run, actually. He can't finish, though. <laughs> he can run 70 yards only. Not Daniel 90. Jones, man. Dude, he has, he has freaking, like, wheels, dude. Like, he can run. Dude, yeah, he's his um, top he's speed beat um, Lamar. I, I think he was running scared. Really? Why. <laughs> like, LeBron, Lamar runs confidently, right? I think Daniel Jones was legitimately running scared. Dude, Dude I have to ask about Lamar, man. Is he good? Is he, like, exposed and not good? Defensive defenses have figured him out. Yeah. Like, that's that's with every... So he's not a good court. He's a, he, he's a one-trick is what you're telling me. Un, un, until he figures out how to not only throw to Mark Andrews up into into the middle and start using the sideline a little bit, like, beyond the hashes, like, he's not going to be that successful as a quarterback. Because for him, if you... if you I forgot who, who does this on YouTube, but they kind of break down a lot of the quarterback play. If you look at how Lamar plays, he's very much a f- one read, like, as, as they're doing their RPO. It's, it's a one read. If it's not there, he's booking it. Right yeah. and defenses know this now, so all they have to do is really just spy, you know, and force him to run. That that that's all it is, and then they can just stack eight in the box now, you know. So with Lamar, he's one of those guys where he he reminds me a lot like um Cam. Right? Yeah, that, that's was, what I was gonna say. Yeah, in, in Carolina, um, it wasn't until but here there's a hope, right? It wasn't until Cam got an actual OC who knew how to draw pass plays 
where he's he had the really really good year where he's actually throwing the ball and then and then he got hurt, right? Um, that's the same with Lamar. Like he just needs to be able to stop being so tunnel vision into running that RPO junk and just throwing to Mark Andrews up the middle when he can't find anything else. If they can legitimately start thinking about developing him into a quarterback that can even not even be like really good at some deep balls, but because he was very accurate last year in that's what I'm saying though. So I feel like it's kind of mental, no? I mean, does he have the does he have the weapons down Hollywood Brown? Hollywood Brown. They got quick. They got quick guys. Like Willie Willie Sneed. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I feel like they're not really that great at route running. So I don't think he has the weapons he needs to think about the way they're running their offense. Right, throw downfield pretty much running a three or yeah three wide receiver set right and they have mark andrews in the middle and they, they run the rpo with whatever running back they have in their wheelhouse all defenses really have to do is they can play th- quarters or they can play cover three leave some cushion so there's nothing deep right and have everything go up the middle and trying to chip down like tom brady did it in um in new england and just chip down the field. It doesn't work in today's league. Like Tom, Brady, that's why Tom Brady struggles, and sometimes he like absolutely blows up in Tampa Bay. Like you can't just chip down the yeah. chip down the field anymore. That doesn't work. You gotta have some big plays. But Lamar Jackson, because the way that defense is played, they can play off of him a little bit with just minimal guys, just for the receiver set. And they can stack everyone else in the middle. So they take away Mark Andrews. They take away running lanes, and they got nothing deep because they're already covering all of that in their quarters or their or their cover three. So what he has nothing really left to do anymore. They can just play in zone. Like, it's easy for defenses if you can't make those deep throws on the sidelines. It's true. I think same reason that uh, Tom Brady isn't winning anything this year. Yeah, because he's not, he's not actually chucking well, the ball. Well, I mean, their team isn't that you bad. Can't have, you can't have all those weapons and throw to Gronk the most. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You, you, you really can't. And like, if you think about it, they have A.B., absolute stud. I mean, I still think he's a stud. Um, what's his face? Um... Is he? I think so. Like he's probably better. Godwin, he's probably better Evans. than eighty yeah, percent of the league. Godwin's got wheels. You got Mike Evans, who played with some garbage quarterbacks, putting up monster numbers. Like people are sleeping on him. And, and they have a good run game. Yeah, too. They, they got legit. Yeah, their running yeah. back in Rojo, right? They got Leonard Fournette, who if they have to pound it, they can pound it. Yeah. But he's so fixated in running that same stupid slant or or that little. Um, dig route to to Gronk like he's so fixated on that stupid play that he brought in from the Pats like, that, it's so frustrating I mean, he, he's scared to throw it far throw it deep he, he, he knows he can't do it anymore and you know what would open that up if he had some wheels <laughs> exactly and and I think that's why Patrick Mahomes is so good he, he can run too like he can do everything um, and I feel like as an NFL quarterback if you can't throw deep I don't know if you're winning any rings at this point. You need to. Will Patrick Mahomes become the goat? In your opinion? Oh yeah, he's he's on his way. I don't think. Barring he's like going crazy to... injury or something crazy happening. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna win six rings like Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. That's not gonna happen. I do think he has maybe like four in his career, like to get like. Realistically, I don't know who's gonna win six again. Like, I just don't see that happening. But um, but, ta- but talent wise, you think he's? We'll, about, I he's think we be will still say oh, yeah. that he's goat because in football, like the quarterback, like it's different. Like championships don't have the same weight as the NBA does, right? But in football, 
if like your eye test like this it just doesn't lie yeah and Patrick Mahomes is barring some catastrophic injury like you're thinking about someone who has the arm talent of Aaron Rodgers and can move around like Russell Wilson like this dude is ridiculous like he's if God made a quarterback like it's Patrick Mahomes I mean he can't move as well as Russell, but I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, he, he's not—he's not like super fast, but he's yeah. shifty enough. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And he's smart. Yeah. But yeah, either either way, the Rams and the Cardinals—they um, are not first in their division, unlike the New York Giants at this moment. So, just putting <laughs> that out there. Okay, can we can we take a moment and talk about the NFC East real quick, though? <laughs> I'd rather not. But <laughs> like, can we can we please the just NFC talk about least? how? Like how pathetic your your division is, like, dude. We're like so the, trash, man. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. It's pretty like, bad. I I don't understand how we can have a system that allows the Giants to make the play. <laughs> if the season was to end now, the Giants would host, not not just make it in. They would host a first round playoff game. Good. <laughs> What kind of nonsense is that? That's almost like saying that KD's move was 60-40. Oh, my gosh. That's the that's problem with, like, the conferences. The same thing with baseball. Like, these horrible teams get into the playoffs. And we just don't know why they're there. It's fine. So, I mean. We'll play the Bucks. I mean, <laughs> we'll, the Cowboys, we'll they lost Brady Dak. One time. Right? <laughs> the Cowboys lost Dak. Um, Carson Wentz is awful. I feel like he just forgot how to play Washington, football. Washington, the rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz, but I think they need to play that new guy, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't think he's that good either. Wentz is awful. We're on a three, three game winning streak, and you know, honestly, I really hope you make that four because you guys are playing Seattle, and if you beat Seattle, and the Cardinals beat the Rams, which they will. The Cardinals are in the driver's seat of making the playoffs, man. Uh, hey, either Bro, way. Do you want to know um, the secret? Do you want to know the secret as to why the Giants are winning? What? The unleashing of Wayne Gallman. <laughs> Yo, he's so good. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Dude, he is on a tear. He is on a tear right now. And I think that's big reason as to why they've been winning the, you know, the past three games. Man. Their, their defense has been playing pretty well. No, but, no, wait, you, you, you guys are really underrating the Giants because we barely lost to the Bears. <laughs> wait, time out. Time out. Did you just use underrated and the Giants in the same sentence? Yeah, yeah. 49ers game. We <laughs> lost 36-9, but, you know, it was Dude, o- going okay. The Cowboys the game. The Cowboys game, it was a one field goal difference. Um, The Eagles game, one point difference. Buccaneers game, two point difference. That's what I'm saying. We were in the game the whole time. Dude, the 49ers, the team that you played with them, they were they weren't even like I don't even think they had like 49 players on the f- like eligible to play. They probably had like 26. Yep. Like the quarterback, who's their emergency quarterback? Like who what's his name? I don't um know. N- Nick Mullins? Yeah, it was right? it was Mullins. Nick Nick Mullins, Mullins, yeah, whatever. Mullins. Yeah. So that I, was the quarterback you're playing against and you barely beat him. Come give me a break. Hey, week, week 3, all right? But hey, hey, dude, win your division, then come talk to me. <laughs> 
I can't argue that freaking NFC least. <laughs> Yo, just win your division, man. Oh, man. What, oh, what's so hard about the that? NFC best, okay? <laughs> man, NFC. You guys are so lucky. The 49ers are injured this this year. Like, oh yeah, the Cardinals. Oh my goodness, they. You guys wouldn't even be talking. Le- legitimately, if you just take every single player in the NFC West and just plot them into the four NFC divisions, all four teams are going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Cardinals, I don't know. You're wild. Either way, any um, well, why don't we wrap it up? Any uh, last comments from you guys? No, man, I, can, I had I a can good go time. First. Um, actually, go ahead, Abe. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think next time we want to speak more about the Knicks. Uh, that's something that was missing in the segment. I have a lot to say. I love to talk about the Knicks with York. you guys. I have no <laughs> shame. So I'm we'll do that confident. next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for, ahead, for everyone who whose teams have been absolute garbage for the past decade or so, your teams are on the up and up. Unless you have the Cardinals front office or the Suns front office, then you'll be <laughs> mediocre for the next 20. All of New York Giants. <laughs> hey, we're on our way up. So, yeah, anyways, um, thank you guys for uh, coming on the show. Um, yeah, why don't we wrap it up? And um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye.